0: From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, it's our week in review, and we have today's news as well. Coming up on the Decrypt Daily, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, August 26, 2022, and I'm recording this at 930 a.m. Eastern Daylight Singers time. We have Bitcoin's in at $21,767, up 0.7% in 24. We're up 1% in 7. Ethereum's at $1,689, down about 0.7%. Tether's number 3, USDC's number 4, and BNB is at $300 even, down about a percent, which doesn't make sense because I think it was lower yesterday. Anyway, it's <laughs> it's at $300, which is up 5.8% in 7. Running off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Doze. The total market cap is up slightly, but it's still at 1.05 trillion. We have a BTC dominance of just below 40% at 39.8% and the F dominance climbing back up to 20%. And now, let's review this week's news. Starting off on Monday, we learned that FTX is a beast because they saw the revenue soar 1,000% from $89 million to $1.02 billion in 2021. And this is according to CNBC. They also reported a $1.5 billion 24-hour trading volume, which puts FTX in the third largest crypto exchange in the world spot. as behind Binance and Coinbase. They also saw their operating income increase from $14 million to $272 million, and they reportedly brought in $388 million in net income, which is a 2,200% increase from $17 million the year before. I mean, just massive gains. Well, how much money do they have in the bank? Well, we learned that they have $2.5 million billion dollars cash on hand. Also on Monday we had a report from Galaxy Digital and they suggest that major NFT projects may have misled buyers about what they're getting in terms of IP rights. This report entitled A Survey of NFT Licenses, Facts and Fictions examines the largest NFT projects particularly in regards to the rights that they bestow on their holders. Well, in a long story short it looks as though that these NFT projects that grant you IP can go ahead and unilaterally change the terms of the licenses. And they did this, actually, in terms of moonbirds. And they did not, in fact, own the IP, says the report. The report says that this is an egregious case of discrepancy between marketing and the stated licenses. Meaning that they're marketing to you, saying, you own the IP, you do whatever you want. And then they unilaterally changed the terms of services behind your back after you bought these NFTs. Now, this is all allegedly, by the way. And finally, on Monday, HODLNOT announced that it was cutting 80% of its staff, or roughly 40 people, to reduce the company's expenditures. The remaining employees were necessary for current operations. Remember, on August 8th, Harunot tweeted that it would freeze customer draws, deposits, and token swaps on the platform, setting that it had a difficult decision because they had to stabilize their liquidity and preserve their assets while they worked to protect users' funds and long-term interests. It was Tuesday that Mark Cuban basically said, Hey, Gary Ginzer, catch me outside. How about that? as he blasted the SEC's boss for unclear regulations claiming that they make it near impossible for crypto investors and business people to get clarity from regulators. Cuban was responding to Ginzo's recent Wall Street Journal op-ed, which the SEC boss once again reiterated his focus on investor protection. In the op-ed, Ginzer wrote that there's no reason to treat the crypto market differently from the rest of the capital markets just because they use different technology. The SEC will serve as the cop on the beat. And as with seatbelts and cars, we need to ensure investor protections come standard in the crypto market. Cuban, however, wondered exactly how this. Cuban, however, wondered exactly how investors and crypto firms are supposed to communicate with the SEC. He said, "Come and talk to who? Set up an appointment. How? Since you understand crypto lending slash finances, why don't you publish bright line guidelines you would like to see and open it up for comments?" Gensler then cited the case of the crypto lending platform Blackfly, which in February agreed to pay one hundred million dollars to settle investigations from the SEC and other federal and state security regulators. Ginsler talking about the issue with BlockFi, said the issue was what it did with the borrowed assets and what it didn't do as a firm, which is provide the required disclosures to investors. He said, Fortunately, there's a path forward. I encourage platforms offering crypto lending to come and talk to the SEC staff. Getting these platforms into compliance with the securities laws will benefit investors and the crypto market. Cuban then said, This is such bullshit. You didn't start the BS, please don't continue it. If you were working on behalf of investors, you would make it easy for questions by investors and business people to be asked and answered. You make it near impossible. Those can't afford lawyers, only can guess. Also on Tuesday, a pudgy penguin sold for 400 F, or around $630,000. <laughs> Had to throw that one in there, right? And finally, on Tuesday, which I would really like some lawyers to weigh in on this, because I think this must be the stupidest argument ever from any lawyer. I mean, probably not. Obviously not. But I think it's pretty dumb. But is it? That's the. That's why I need lawyers here. Anyway, so here, here's the case. Lawyers for the former OpenSea project manager Nate Chastain, have filed a motion to dismiss the insider trading charges against Nate Chastain. Why they say? Because NFTs are not securities or commodities. Therefore. No insider trading could take place. Now, remember, the DOJ and the FBI arrested Chastain with wire fraud and money laundering for alleged trades he made using insider knowledge of which NFT collections were going to be featured on OpenSea. So basically, he knew what was going to be put on the OpenSea. He got the NFT collections first, bought them and sold them, threw the money in different places, allegedly. But it's not insider trading because they're not securities or commodities. I don't know. It might work. Who knows? Moving into Wednesday. On Wednesday, we heard a rumor that John McAfee might be alive. And this was from his former girlfriend, Samantha Herrera. And how do we know this? Because she was in a Netflix biopic. It's called Running With The Devil, The Wild World of John McAfee. Coinbase on Wednesday said it's cutting costs and shifting its revenue model. In Q2 of this year, Coinbase saw a 60% drop in revenue and a reported $1.1 billion loss. Brian Armstrong, the CEO, wants to move away from trading fees as main source of revenue, explaining that in a bull, trading fees bringing revenue is great, but that cash flow dries up in bear markets. So they're switching to subscription and service revenue, he said. This and quote, we're realizing that trading fees are still going to be a big part of our business ten years from now, even twenty years from now. But I'd like to get to a place where more than 50% of our revenue is subscription and services. And finally, on Wednesday, we have another rug. Pseudo-Rare, an NFT platform that forked from PseudoSwap and looks rare, is just the latest crypto project to run off with users' funds. Many in the crypto space were saying, this is a complete scam. And one of those people was 0xStanit, saying that this is like a 1,001% scam project that noobs will fall for. Well, it went live, noobs fell for it, and six hours later, they were rugged. How much were they rugged for? 519F, or $815,000 dollars. Yesterday, we got the biggest news of the week, maybe in the past couple weeks. The merge, the Ethereum merge, is going to happen even sooner than previously expected. The upgrade is now expected to be fully completed between September 10th and September 20th, like literally two weeks from now. Also, the Ethereum Foundation boosted its rewards for finding bugs in the code. So if you are a hacker or somebody who likes to cause trouble, why don't you you know, put that effort into finding bugs in the Ethereum network before they merge. That could net you up to a million dollars for finding critical bugs. And finally, moving into today's news. Today's Friday, by the way. Van Eck, which has over $65 billion in assets under management, is once again forced to wait for the SECs to rule on its latest Bitcoin exchange traded fund or ETF application. Basically, the SEC didn't say anything, pushed it back another 45 days. 45 days from now is October 11th. Can we then please get a spot Bitcoin ETF? I hope so. Miners on Ethereum are moving to Ethereum Classic. And how do we know that? Because we now hit an all-time high for hash rate. Last May, Ethereum Classic's hash rate hit an all-time high of 28.3 terahashes. Today, it's 42 terahashes. Coinbase launched a voter registration tool and crypto policy education initiative. Coinbase told Decrypt, the initiative will be rolling out resources to help users educate themselves on crypto issues, their elected members' position, and how to get involved in the conversation. They say, the leaders we elect in November will be making key decisions on how crypto, blockchain, and Web3 are regulated. We've heard loud and clear from customers that they want to get involved in these debates and are looking for trusted resources, tools, and support to help them be heard. This is an interesting rollout because Coinbase has a a political culture. They said, look, we don't want to have any politics in the office. We don't want any of that. We're just going to work to build good projects and work in the crypto space. With this announcement, Coinbase also said, we don't talk about politics here at Coinbase, but we've always said that we will engage in the political process at moments when it relates to our mission of increasing economic freedom in the world. Snoop Dogg and Eminem will bring their Bored Ape Yacht Club NFTs to the VMAs on Sunday, performing inside Yuga Lab's upcoming metaverse game, Other side. Polygon's founder launches a 50 million early stage Web3 fund. The firm said in an announcement We are one of the first VC firms led exclusively by Web3 founders, allowing us to provide unparalleled support to the builders in our portfolio. When you look at the crypto VC landscape, it's rare to find firms that were started by Web3 founders. We build blockchain companies from the ground up and are intimately familiar with unique challenges that these projects face. And finally, if you're on Reddit, Reddit announced that the platform will be airdropping free NFT avatars to users who have earned a considerable amount of karma. These NFTs are called collectible avatars, and they're minted on Polygon. And if you don't get a free airdrop, you can buy them as well, anywhere from $9.99 to $99.99. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. We'll be back tomorrow with a special episode. Don't miss it. And until then, happy huddling Everyone.